So guys, uh, pretty exciting day. We have our general manager, our uh, GM going to be having his press conference. We are going to show it live. James will be joining soon. Kyle is a maybe, most likely not. But we are going to be showing it here uh, very shortly. So it's going to start in about 15 minutes. I'm just going to cover a few more things here. But guys, as we were talking about the Chargers, uh, uh, <laughs> I love this. This 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 is absolutely hilarious right now. But uh, bottom line, uh, the league is terrified what the Chargers are going to be finally bringing, right? We, they all know we have Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's an absolute stud. So it's going to be exciting to see him get a running game finally. You know, I want to talk about the coaching staff, how that's coming together a little bit. And then we're going to obviously watch Joe Ortiz's uh, press conference live. Again, James will be joining. Kyle, most likely not. So plenty to talk about, guys. Let's get into it. I'm Dale Henley. You're watching the Bowl Podcast. Let's, Let's do it! Okay. Okay. All righty, folks. You got people piling in. So throw your thoughts and questions out. <laughs> Has below with <laughs> dude. By the way, that 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 little kid is hilarious to me. I don't. He's not a kid. I think he's an adult. But but uh, anyways, um, pretty good stuff. It, look, here's the thing too. One thing I will say also, guys, you got to remember last year. We were one in nine in one score games. One in nine. I promise you, Jim Harbaugh and this staff that we're putting together is going to just turn that around. So I'm super excited to see what we got going here moving forward. Again, little Hezbollah, man, this, this kid just cracks me up. Love watching his little videos on YouTube. Makes me laugh. So anyways, we are going to be discussing a little more about some of the coaching staff that we're bringing through. Again, George T's the man of the hour today. Super excited to see what he says today. Again, guys, we're Ravens West, folks. What do you guys think? You know, uh, last year we were horrible at uh, rushing the rock, right? I mean, you guys seen the rumors. Gus Edwards might be a guy that we're going to target. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, Swift. Uh, there's a lot of running backs out there. We can get probably pretty cheap. Gus Edwards, I think we can get him very cheap. So, you know, I think there's a lot of players. We could probably go get a veteran, maybe draft another guy and have a nice, nice running back room. It's going to be pretty exciting. So um, it's going to be exciting. So what do you guys think, right? Uh, what do you think? Do you think we're going to go after a veteran uh, or do you think we're just going to, um, you know, draft a, you know, a, uh, an awesome running back in the draft? What, what are your thoughts on, on this? moving forward. But again, I think Joe Ortiz specifically is going to be one of those guys that's going to really change the culture of this team. Clearly, clearly Jim Harbaugh is going to change the culture of this team as soon as possible because bottom line, dude, I'm telling you, man, this team lacked a lot of conviction, a lot of uh, just will to win, man, you know, and, and, and I think that's really a big part of what's going to be changing moving forward. Um, so let's go through some of your comments here. Yeah, by the way, the OC is an interesting conversation. Who do you guys think? I know I know James and I were talking last night. We'd love to see Pep Hamilton, but I, I'm not hearing his name being mentioned very often. Um, that's a little weird. We're going to talk a little more about that um, a little later on as well, too. But it's but it's really odd to me that that we're not hearing more about an OC. Um, I thought that was kind of strange. Let's see. <laughs> this was kind of funny. <laughs> I, when I read this, I was like, "Am I reading that right?" Uh, I saw an article of possibly trading away the Bears for number one pick and uh, take JJ McCarthy. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, and I like what the Shield said here. What's the name of the idiot that wrote that article? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, that's a really good point, right? I do like Eric Bieniemy. You know, the thing that I've heard about Eric Bieniemy more than anything is that he's a bit hard to deal with, right? I don't know. What do you got what have you guys heard about him? I think that's where, you know, I'm hearing that that's that's he's a little bit of a prickly pear, if you will, right? You know, I don't know that that would make sense. Um and yes, Goomba, we are needing a tough-nosed veteran running back. I, I I agree with that as well, too. So I kind of like the Gus Edwards idea. I, you know, Swift would be good. I think there's a lot of guys out there that'd be And honestly, you can get a guy pretty cheap. To me, I think you should draft a guy and then also bring in a veteran. You can probably get pretty inexpensive, you know, just someone you think would be good. Uh, how would you You know what? I would say that's exactly how we're going to be running, right? I mean, this is, you know, that style of football has really become... Uh, you know, not as exciting, right? I mean, you know, we became such a pass-heavy offense. I mean, look, look at what the Lions did, right, with Ben Johnson. So it's it's going to be Marty Ball 2.0 is basically it's a perfect way of saying it. I think I think that's exactly how it's going to be. Barkley, I like Barkley. Barkley is a stud, but he's going to come with a higher price tag too. So again, with the salary cap issue, I get a little nervous about that as well, um, just because I think he's going to be uh, an issue. But again, this guy right here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I keep thinking about Dr. Strange or Iron Man, you know, like, like he let himself go kind of a thing, right? He just he's heavier set Iron Man. Um, and Greg Roman, just so you know, is he's sort of the running back whisperer, right? You want a running game? You want, he's the guy, he is the guy. And by the way, just so you know, he's the senior, uh, what was his exact title? Basically senior offensive coordinator, right? So I think he's going to be more of like a consultant role or like an assistant manager uh, to Jim Harbaugh. Um, he, he has an interesting role, right? But again, he specializes in the running game and that's, we, we were horrible at that last year. Right. So I think he is going to look good. Uh, yes. Dr. Strange ate too much New York pizza. Right. So, so again, um, Derek Henry, oh man, I, I would love Derek Henry too. Oh my goodness. Woo. And, and you're right. Blake Horm in the third round makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and Iron Man. I'm telling you, I, I cannot stop thinking just because it, it's so perfectly, you know, made. It just kind of makes me laugh. And you're right; there's a lot of good ro uh, rookies um, out there in the draft this this uh, as well. So I'm feeling pretty confident we can also probably get somebody like that. And guys, just so you know, we are going to be broadcasting the actual video as well. I have it on the other screen here. I'm just waiting for it to get going. They have not even messed around with the mics or doing any mic checks. We're just going to have some general discussions. What would you want to also hear Jim Ortiz or uh, Ortiz talk about today uh, in, in the, in the, in the press conference as well? Yeah. Roman running game will take pressure off of Herbert, which is never, I agree, right? Like the one thing you have to say in the NFL, and this, this is where Harbaugh, he made a really good point. Like if you go back to his press conference, in fact, I wanted to chop it up, but I got too lazy to do it. My bad. Sorry guys. But he basically said, look, bottom line, you need to keep Herbert upright, right? He touches the ball every play. You cannot let him get hurt. And he was just getting banged up. You know, he was pressured more than almost any quarterbacks in the league last season. They, were, they blitzed constantly because they knew they could get to him. They did a terrible job of picking up the blitz. This guy is an offensive line guru. That's more than really what he really is. Yes, running game is good, but he's also going to protect Justin Herbert. And that's really what you want from him, right? It's not about really him being this offensive guru who's going to throw the ball downfield. Uh, but again, I think he could be the guy that comes in as well. Now, again, Bradley's going to be the passing game coordinator, which I think is very interesting. Um, the guy from the uh, the Dolphins, the passing game coordinator there, might be potentially the OC. Who knows? Um, he has tries with Jim Harbaugh, so we'll see. I'm drawing a blank on his name. 
what's his name anyways i can look it up let, let me know in the chat down below you guys know that guy's name you can probably google it up as well but but again roman's going to be the guy that's going to help the offensive line protect herbert for god's sakes probably get nasty and and really start driving the ball down people's throat that's great if that's what he's here for which it really seems like that's what it is we might know more about that on today's press conference um, yeah, and Bucky Irving, I like a lot. I think his stuff looks really good. You could probably get him. Uh, I think I'm seeing him second, maybe third round as well. Um, and you're right, Fresh Prince. Cap cap space is a myth to some degree because you can rob Peter to pay Paul, move dollars in from outer years into this year's, and you know, there's a lot of things you can do with it. But you, again, that's that's what you're teasing at to fiddle around with, you know, is is making those numbers work. So so at any rate, there, there is something to be said about that. Uh, yeah. And Braylon Allen, I think Kyle was talking about him quite a bit. I haven't seen a whole lot of him, but uh, but yeah, I, I can see some stuff here. Well, I want to talk about this guy right here. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, Karowitz, I think, is his last name. Uh this guy's brought in for analytics. Guys, this guy went to Notre Dame. He got an MBA at Notre Dame. This guy's been a, a business and analytics type of guy. He's really here to give us an understanding of players, player development, where things move forward. This dude will probably be a GM at some point. He's pretty young right now, but I, I would say at some point he might be getting an opportunity to be a GM. Very smart guy from everything I've been reading. I was looking at his YouTube uh, uh, LinkedIn profile. Man, this guy's got a lot of experience. And again, he understands the Ravens system. Guys, we are Ravens West, right? The offense you see with the Ravens is what we're doing. We're going to have a hard-nosed football team on both sides of the ball. The defense is going to be absolutely nasty. And his job is to pick the nasty dudes at the bottom of the list, right? Everyone that you you want to go for. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, yeah, that dude from the line. I'm, I'm just I'm drawing a blank on his name, uh, the, the passing game coordinator. I think he could be the guy. Again, it's really weird. I'm not hearing a lot of information on it. It's, it's a little strange. Um, and by the way, Harbaugh has so much clout, right? Everything I've been reading is everyone's just so hyped. It'll help also in free agency, guys, when people want to come over. I'm telling you right now, um, it's going to be huge. Okay, so let me let me get ready here. Uh, here is the press conference right now. Okay, it has not started. Let me switch it off here. Here we go. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to full screen this one, obviously. Okay, so I'm going to hit play. It's not going live yet. Okay, all right, so it has not gone live. So. Let's go. Let's stay tuned. <laughs> the Ravens are Chargers East. I like that as well. I like that as well. So again, uh, James will be joining. Uh, he has uh, a business meeting he's working on right now. So as soon as that's done, he's going to move forward. Uh, again, this is the screen for the press conference right now. We are just waiting three minutes. Guys, it's exciting. Now, okay, that's what I like to hear from. How much? How much uh, can we play with the cap? We don't have uh, the gut the whole time. Yeah. Uh, you know, James has a video on that. He wants to um, kind of break down the entire cap space situation. And bottom line, guys, the cap space situation, you're right. It's a bit of smoke and mirrors, right? But he has to figure out the numbers to make that work, right? So, and again, someone like, you know, Slay, right? He, he's set to make $34 million next year. Dude, 34 million bucks, come on. What might happen is he might say, okay, great. Let's just pay you out, you know, $15 million right now give you another year, these next two years, you're going to get, you know, an, an extra amount of dollars, right? So there's a lot to be said about that. So, oh, James is here. What's up, James? What's up? What's up? Hey, 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 hey. Go. Good to see you. Good here to see are. you. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I think I heard you jokes, talking about. James, glad you can join. Let's yeah. run out of cheesy jokes. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you got plenty of those. You got plenty of those, man. 
<laughs> you got plenty of those. Um, um, I think you were chatting a little bit about uh, the Lions uh, passing game corner, Tanner yeah, Ingstrand. Ingstrand or Ingstrand. That's right. Or whatnot. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's an interesting thing. And I think you were probably chatting a little bit about who the heck is going to be the offensive coordinator. And I did a video on that yesterday. And it's like, you got so many different ideas of what, it, who yep. it could have been. I mean, we all thought it was going to be Greg Roman. No, just adding a guy that's heavily experienced in the offensive coordination type uh, position. And we still don't have an OC. So <laughs> I, I kind of almost like think, what if it's like Jim Harbaugh is going to be the OC and then he's just going to have a supporting cast around him being the offensive coordinator. Like, yeah, could be. What if like it, it, you go back to like the Patriots last year, it was Gerard Mayo, Mayo and Steve uh, Belichick who were basically co-defensive coordinators. So, <laughs> it, and Steve Belichick got the defensive coordinator position for the uh, Seahawks, believe it or not. So, um, so who knows, who knows, uh, maybe they're going to have a co-offensive coordinator kind of situation. I don't know. So who knows? Wow. Oh, and thank you so much for the donation. Yeah, man. Uh, 74, 14. Uh, we used to be bolt gang. Don't bolt gang. Uh, any squad, any place. 2018, yeah. we started losing. And then we had to become bolt fam. Drop the ASP was bolt fam. Born at losing. Love the show. Hey, thank you so much for, Tossing us a few bucks, guys. Yes, we, we are monetized again on YouTube. Very exciting. Hey. We're, we're, out of the, we're out of the penalty box, you know. <laughs> hey, but I will say this, guys. You know, bottom line, it's it's forced us to make some better content, which I think is good for you guys. It's good for everybody. It is what it is, guys. But, you know, yeah. YouTube is finicky. I'm going to be very clear with you guys on this. YouTube is very finicky. All the platforms, they, they, are, they, they want things done their own way. And, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And actually, to answer his question, was Bolt Fam out of losing? You know, and, and, and as a family, you're all, you you got to go through all the rocky times, right? And so we're all trying to just be a family, trying to uh, get through the tough times. And uh, you know what? I'll say right now, we got a we got uh, Jim Harbaugh, who is an absolute machine of creating T-shirt ideas, sayings, and all these different things. So um, it's exciting to be able to see what Jim Harbaugh is basically going to do for this team. And, uh, you know, hopefully to change the narrative about the Chargers in general. And I really do think that he's going to make this team a highly successful team very quickly. So AFC yeah. West better be scared. AFC is going to be scared. Let's they go. Be, dude. Yeah, We're going to bring the heat as uh, bring the heat, baby. As uh, Aether likes to say, yeah. And again, so Ingerstrand, that's right. I mean, it would make sense, right? The one thing I really liked about the Lions offense is that he did a great job just creating space and separation. Very good job with that, right? So I, I think there's a lot to be said. Yeah, Ingerstrand for OC. I, I think uh, he, he's a name that keeps getting thrown around. But yeah, really interesting. I'm really curious how that plays out. Um, <laughs> Acho. Well, I was going to do a video on Acho too. the other day. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, that Acho, dude. He's He's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, the thing about Ingstrand, too, is that he has worked with Jim Harbaugh at UC uh, or University of San Diego. So he's a San Diego exactly. dude through and through. And so he has worked with Jim Harbaugh in the past. So I think this is this is a good fit. It sounds like a great fit. Let's let's see it happen. All right. I, I got it up on Facebook and I have it up on the Chargers page. It's still not happening. So, guys, if anyone in the chat, if it does say go, let me know. Um, and we'll, we'll be more press quiet play, on too Press play on that too, actually, because I don't know if you're letting it stream or not. Oh, no, no. I, I've been hitting play. Okay. Yep. So now it's on stop now. Now it's play. There you go. Stop. No, it, let's play. It's, now no stop. It's, it's, it's not going. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on both right now. So I've hit play on both. All right. Just let it just chill then. Hey, there's, have you heard anything in the back? Because I know you had it on mute yet, or it looked like it was mute on the player. Nope. Nothing. Okay. All right. 
Nothing. Yep. So it's just sitting there. So guys, if you hear anything, I mean, I'm on the Facebook page and I'm on the, I'm on both pages. It's so as it keeps going. All right. Oh, Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Kyle's at work. He's got to make that money. Kyle's got to make that money. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, and actually even just to kind of talk a little bit more about offensive coordinators. I mean, in the video I did yesterday, I kind of did some speculative picks. Um, the one thing that I was saying is that I know Kyle's been a big fan and he was obviously very good uh, for Justin Herbert's first year as a quarterback coach, but Pep Hamilton to come over as an offensive coordinator. I, I thought I heard some rumblings that he did not like working with Jim Harbaugh when he was with uh, Stanford, though. Um, so okay. I, I heard some rumblings about that. I don't know if I'm just making that up or whatnot, um, but Obviously, there's a connection there. Uh, Pep Hamilton's been talked about about <laughs> being the offensive coordinator for the Raiders. They also obviously got, you know, did not get Cliff Kingsbury. He's like, see you later, dude. I'm going to Washington. Um, but Pep Hamilton is one of those guys that I think would be a cool fit to be able to be as an OC. Um, oh, here we go. Let's go. Here we go. There it is. Water bottle set. Aquafina ready to go. Aquafina. Aquafina is terrible water, in my opinion. <laughs> Now, this is interesting. So I'm seeing it on Facebook, but I'm not seeing it on YouTube. Yeah, on their it's page. probably just right. delayed. It's probably just delayed. I'm going to switch it. I'm going to switch it, guys. There we go. You here. Welcome there we to go. the Charger family. Um, before Joe comes up, I thought I'd talk a little hear it? bit Let me about know in the chat if you can hear. our process um, Let me know. and why we feel Joe's the best person for this job. Um, you know, it's been a long time since we've gone through a GM search. Uh, it's been oh, 11 God. years. And there you go. I, I got, remember I 11 years ago, we had both the GM and head coach positions <laughs> open. And can you guys hear you know, okay? 11 years ago, know. we yeah. we made a very specific you, can. Um, yeah. you know, plan awesome. to hire the Thank GM first. And this time around, we wanted to make sure we remained open-minded to sort of, um, <laughs> you know, we didn't want to limit ourselves. And, and we ran really a dual process. And, um, you know, I, I, exp- I explained last Thursday at the press conference you know, what our process was for the head coach in regards to first identifying the traits that we're looking for in the candidates and then the ways you go about evaluating those traits in regards to the interview, the body of work, uh, and the references. And that was exactly what we did with the GM search as well. So, you know, we went through through both at the same time and went down a parallel path um, and really kind of conducted two separate searches. Um, But I think it's important to point out, you know, something that was really important to us was the fit between the head coach and the general manager. You know, we, we did not want to you know, have a, an arranged well, marriage in any way. And it was important to us, you know, whatever domino did fall first, um, that that person, you know, we would want their insights on the other spot as well. And as sure we went through the interview process, we asked all yep. the head coaches about that was GMs, the issue all the GMs about head the coaches. And what yep. kind of worked out perfectly was GM didn't work you know, out both well Coach Harbaugh and Joe said, you know, um, nothing but super positive things about each other. And so we felt really good um, about that fit. You know, I, I first crossed paths with Joe, you know, many years ago. Okay, we're Adam's trying to remember exactly when, couldn't remember the exact date, but, was kind of into um, so, you know, I mean, just being on the road scouting Giants, and, and oh, you man, really I can get to know people, Adams you know, in my mouth, uh, on other what? teams. You're spending Your sometimes mouth. the entire day yeah. with other scouts. <laughs> All over me, dude. I'm uh, if down. not multiple days. Hey, hit me up, baby. What's up? And you really get to know people. Tonight. And I think for me, one of the things that always stood out about Joe from the very beginning when I met him. Um, you know, just how hardworking he is, uh, how low ego 
And then, you know, from being in I've schools with him and seeing the way he can guy. talk to people no, who are at the schools, he has a really special way of connecting with people you know, and building relationships, which him, I think him, is really important in this business. The Ravens and the drafting. Um, so, I mean, they did a great job you know, through the, drafts. The body of work, of course, yeah. where Joe's and, bit uh, is super impressive. I really hope that, and I think uh, that the Ravens they cut bait if it doesn't uh, work out for a draft pick versus try to put a square peg in a round hole. Now, this froze up on us here. What just happened here? Come on. Hello. Hello. That was weird. And the sounds all off. kinds of there we go um, and all kinds of resumes and all kinds of treat traits, you know, but but at the end of the day, I really think that this that position, odd. sorry, guys, you know, must excel at team building. And when it comes That's to, huge. you know, player value, player valuation, player acquisition, um, I think those are, those things are just paramount with the general manager position. And um, from looking at Joe's work and where he's been, you know, we feel really excited about his ability to do just that here. Um, you know, and, and just really the more we got to spend time with Joe through the interview process, um, right, we'll you know, I think all those traits that I mentioned really just came to light. I, I feel like Joe was, was kind of born to do this job. You know, he's uh, really high passion for football that really came out. Um, impressive knowledge of the game. You know, he's been evaluating players uh, very long, really a long time. And, and throughout the process, shared with us his vision and his philosophy on team building. Um you know, a lot of it is rooted in the in the draft, but I think what also presented itself was, you know, Joe has a, a progressive view on team building in regards yeah. to, you know, factoring in salary cap ramifications, the use of analytics. So, you know, taking all those things into account, um, you know, we felt that Joe was the perfect person for this job and, and really just couldn't be more excited to have him here. So, uh, so with that, uh, it's with great pleasure that I introduce the next GM of the LA Chargers, Joe Hortiz. I like it. I like it. Hey guys, we appreciate the support and everything too and jumping on the screen. You know, obviously, once again, like the video, subscribe to the channel if you've not. Guys, appreciate the support and love, guys. Well, I'm excited to be here. Uh, first, thanks for everyone for coming. I, I just walked through the rain out here, so it's definitely uh, a little wet out there, but uh, I'm trying to keep dry it off. But anyway. <laughs> you look um, like a softball coach. God, what is going dude, on here? what is going on? With just really a pleasure to be here. I want to thank. Uh, Come on, guys. Oh, this is ridiculous. Getting, getting destroyed right now. This is annoying. It might be because there's like too many people in there. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? Chargers one went out as well, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Because I'm on the Chargers one as well. Okay. This is cool. I don't understand what's going on, guys. This is just really yeah, odd. That froze. Oh, too. it froze again. Yeah. Oh my so god. So both of them are freezing up. Yeah. What what impeccable timing, guys. Gotta love that. Yeah. Yep. Something's gone wrong. Anybody else having this problem? Are you, you guys seeing it on your end as well? The video Jeez. is ended. Oh no. Wow. It's what timing, guys? Hold on. Yep, something's gone wrong. <laughs> Anybody else having this problem? Are you, you guys seeing our? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on the Chargers website too. Something's gone wrong. Wow, what a what an impeccable timing, guys. Wow. All right, let, wow. Let, me share, let me share this with you guys so you 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 don't. Uh, whoa, what is going on, guys? That is crazy. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'll, let me keep monitoring it here. Let me get back on Facebook here real quick. Let me see if I can get that to work. Okay. So James, take it while while I'm filling around with that. Let me. Uh, yeah. The shades, I think uh, yep. James has some, or Kyle has some as well, too. Yeah, there we well, go. Well, I mean, you could jump on our website, on our on our store, too, www.boltbros.live slash merch. I'll throw that in the chat, um, and you could jump on there to grab some shades. And uh, we obviously have a lot of merch on there, too, um, that we rock pretty often, and uh, we update pretty often. We got a ton of ideas for other shirts and everything, too, so we... Uh, we Love you guys to be able to throw that. I just threw in the link in the chat too. So, yo, yeah, Jake, dude, we, so these low supply hats, 
bro so good they make quality quality hats and we wanted to be able to do like a sponsorship with these guys for the longest time and uh yo low supply legit dude we love them and we buy oh, we buy so many so many hats from them great fits great great uh details to it uh man we could rant and rave about these guys i wish we could get these guys to sponsor us man oh here yeah. we go uh we, we may oh nope Brandon Staley cut the SoFi signal. That's what it is. <laughs> he did. That's right. He, he did. It's crazy. What happened here? <laughs> this is freaking crazy. Uh, I'm gonna jump on the YouTube too, just to see if there's anything on there, man. Sorry, guys. This is this is not on our side. This is on the Chargers side for sure. Yeah. So. so strange. What is going on? I'm literally on. I'm refreshing it every second here, trying to get this to work. This freaking crashed on him, dude. Oh my gosh. But you know, one thing I'll just say while we're kind of figuring this all out, guys, is. The thing about Joe Ortiz, um, I did a whole video about him and being with the Ram or Ravens and him being a part of the the drafts and everything. The one thing that you could find out a lot about their drafts that they did, they get a lot of late round based Pro Bowl players. You get guys that actually kind of have short short leashes also too. Hollywood Brown is one of the guys they end up trading off to the Cardinals, getting some extra picks out of them, and they only drafted them uh, two years prior. So the thing I'm saying about Joe Ortiz and the Ravens in general. They have a philosophy built to be able to uh, want to push out players if they don't fit very well right now. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see with this draft, specifically a lot of salary cap issues and everything that are going on. I wouldn't be surprised seeing some players getting traded off for some picks and everything too. So keep an eye out for that, guys. Like I think Khalil Mack is one of those guys. I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Khalil Mack would be one of those guys that gets traded off for, for a back-end type pick and a salary shed for us. Or Joey Bosa or... You know, Mike Williams, I assume that Keenan Allen's going to be sticking around because Jim Harbaugh has talked about him pretty heavily. Hey, guys, uh, it's up now again. All right. Give me a sec, guys, here. Golly, yep. that was stressful. What the hell? Here we yeah, go. Adam, it's raining All like right. crazy out there, too, and it's about to hit, hit here in Arizona here shortly, too. Okay, And there that's what he's done Sorry, guys. over and okay. over and over. We'll be quiet. And that's what I've been a part of in Baltimore, so I believe we're going to bring that here. Yeah. Right. Is that how you see the relationship too? Absolutely. Again, I've lived it 26 years in Baltimore. I watched it. We've talked about that over the years. Jim's been on my list. I've had a couple chances elsewhere. He's always been at the top of my list as, as a guy I wanted to work with. And we've talked about that before, he, you know, before I got the interview here. Um, we Love talked that. about Batman and Robin, and certainly that's the way we're going to operate. The only thing is I'm not wearing tights, all right? I may put a, <laughs> I may put a cape on, but I'm not wearing tights, all right? All, um, you know, we'll do it. Man, you know, the other awesome. thing, you know. The other thing he lo- I love, he said Ray, right, from Shawshank Redemption, all right? I'll be your Andy, all right? I'll yeah, be your Andy okay. Dufresne, you know? Curve. So, like, you know, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a partnership. You know, there's a time for, for the GM to lead, and then there's a, certainly when we kick it off, that's when the head coach leads, and I'm going to do everything I can to support him and, and, and give him everything he needs to win. It gives me goosebumps. Here oh, that. man, for sure. Love Special it. opportunity, Love it. unique opportunity to lead. Love it. Yeah. Love it. 26 years. Yeah. What is it about this specific situation in terms of roster, in terms of organization, all those types of things that, that led to making that decision to make the jump? Right. Well, you know, the great thing is, like, I I met John, it was a long time ago. I don't even know where, like, we can't figure out where it was. But just, <laughs> I got I got to know him on the road and see how he is. And then when I went through the Zoom, I got done the Zoom call with my wife. And I said, baby, 
this is it. I, I, this is the fit. If I, I, I want this job because I, I, in that Zoom call, you hear about the longevity of the people in this organization. You hear about the love they have for this organization, the commitment they have to winning. And I mean a commitment to building a consistent winner. And so you yes. hear that. And then when I came on the interview, you feel it and you know it's true and you see it in who they hired. You know, you know they're committed to winning. And that's it makes it easy to go from one great organization to another organization that you believe is going to be great. I believe there's talent on this field. They know how to draft players here. They've drafted some really talented players. We've played them. We've lost to them in playoff games. We've beaten them in tough, hard-fought games. Like, you know, our goal is to just build it bigger and stronger, you know, and tougher. We want people to walk in here, teams to walk in the stadium knowing they, they played us. Jim, you mentioned, obviously, Eric and <laughs> I love it. How much of a role did Phil Savage and... George Kikinis oh, kind of helped yeah. coming up too. You know, it's starting with Phil. I mean, Phil's the one who really found me at Auburn. I was a student assistant, you know, doing everything I could do. Made sure coffee was made every morning at 7 a.m. for the staff <laughs> meeting, you know, broke down film, and then I ran the football camps. And that's where I got to know Phil Savage. And he was a great early mentor for me and friend. Um, and then George, uh, we were talking about this before I left, man, and that was the hardest hug I've ever had, you know. Uh, 26 years I was there, 25, George was next Triple to me. H. And I really mean next to me. His office was across the way from me. Uh, great just friend, mentor, counselor. Uh, he's got kids that are a little bit older than ours, so he's been through it before. And, I, you know, he's able to tell me, you know, what he's gone through. So, yeah, you're talking about two of my, two of my really, really great friends in, in my career. And, uh, again, I, I'd love to mention everyone, and thank you for bringing those two up. And There's many more, but, yeah, special place in my heart. Joe, you uh, there from Ozzie and, and Eric in, in Baltimore that you plan to bring here, like think things that they did in team building. Yeah, so, you know, um, you know one Ozzie, you, the biggest thing that stood out with both of them, and Ozzie taught us all this, you know, he taught Eric this, and Eric's, Kind of taking it forward and continue to teach us, people, but guys. you know, one Ozzy's a patient, patient GM. You know, he's going to take all the information in. You don't make snap judgments. You don't don't make snap decisions. The draft process, the free agency process, signing players during the season, everything is a process and it's a discussion. All right, and the best decisions come through discussions, and I think that's what they both have done greatly in Baltimore, and that's what we're going to try to do here. Um, but it's just trust the process, believe in the process. Use everybody's information to help us make the best decision. Love Joe, it. you mentioned the talent on the field. Off the yeah. Herbert, probably the Big. top of that list. We uh, fans, how much having an established quarterback <laughs> play a role in you coming here? Well, I mean, listen, in personnel, if you ask any scout, what are the three things you want? You want great ownership, check, all right? You want a great head coach, check. And you want a great quarterback, check. So I'm walking into, if any, if everything else, any scout that walks into a GM role, if you say I got those three things, you got a chance. You got a chance to be really good. So we got a chance here to be really good. So having that, it's awesome. It's it. This is a dream job. And 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 if you heard the friends of mine out there on the road and in the profession, you know the excitement they have for what we're what, what we're create we're going to create here and do here. You know it's 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 awesome. Joe Lindsay here with the Uh, yeah, 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 but again, it's it's collaborative. You know, you know, I'm going to work with John. We're going to work with I'm going to work with Jim. You know, there's some 
I am good at personnel, all right? I know that, all right? But I know there are great people at what at the things they do. And, you know, you trust the experts to do their jobs. And, uh, and I'm going to rely on them, and, uh, and we're going to work together. So it's a team. It's a team. They may fall under me, but we're going to work together. John mentioned you have a progressive team-building philosophy. What, what like is that. your team-building yep. philosophy well, as far as player Player, I think you try, you work every avenue. All right, I'm a big fan of comp picks. All right, number one, like you, let's create that chain, let's create that cycle of comp picks. How do you do that? You gain or as many picks as you can early, and then you develop, draft, develop, and then make smart decisions on who you resign. Obviously, you want to extend your core players, but then you have to. There's some players hmm. we're not going to be able to because of the cap. That's but you smart. want to create that cycle comp of comp picks, picks, you know, and you've got to manage your signings and free agency to do that. Um, certainly player workouts, you know, let's turn that bottom of the roster. All right, let's turn that practice squad. You know, we want to get better. I'll talk to Jim every morning during the season. Hey, where can, we, where can I help you get better? And he's going to say, Joe, I need an inside backer. I need a, you know, we need to upgrade. Well, that's what we're going to go out there and do. You know, so you do it through free agency. You do it pre-draft, post-draft, and free agency. Uh, you do those summer signings, the cap casualties, things to do to protect comp picks. And then really just churn the bottom of the roster. Always looking to get better. Always looking to improve every week. So we may get a comp pick for Drew Tranquil. Big well. it, should, it could be up to a third to a fifth. Yep. Crazy. Renegotiating contracts and just evaluating that. Yeah, so we're going to get together. We're still working on filling out the coaching staff and and finalizing that and, and making those hires. So that's our main priority right now. Once we get our coaching staff settled, we're going to like sit that. down and grind through it as a, as a staff, uh, you know, and then we'll make decisions going from there. But certainly, there's some work to do, but it's not unattainable. You know, Andy got out. You know, we'll get out. Um, so you know, you just got you just got keep 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 crawling and digging, right? So. Um, no, but it's it's going to take some work. But again, we got smart guys doing the, in those roles. Ed is a is a wizard. I know that uh, his his reputation preceded him with me walking in the building. So we rely heavily on him for uh, with that. Obviously, you work with John Harbaugh, but how much, or how well do you know Jim, or how well do you know Jim before um, joining? Him? Yeah, I actually met Jim before John. Um, Jim was our quarterback, and. Uh, in Baltimore my very first year. So the one thing I knew before I knew how competitive John was was how competitive Jim was because <laughs> one Friday he invited me into the racquetball court and uh, oh. him and Eric Zire. And I was like, oh, my God, this is cool. I'm 22 years old. I'm a kid, right? It's the coolest thing in the world. I'm getting ready to go play with a starting NFL quarterback and his backup. I'm going to show him I'm an athlete. All right, I'm going to show him that I can hang. All right, And I swear to you, I'm so blessed to be here today that I got out of that room because I was getting thrown around. I'm getting ready to hit a ball off the wall. Jim comes in and just chucks me into the middle of the court. So, he, you know, so I realized I was there just to give them a break in, in a game of cutthroat, they call it. Um, oh, yeah. So, no, I, 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 I've known him. Yeah. You know, I knew him then. I played a lot I of loved watching him play. I saw his fiery nature then, his competitiveness, his desire to win. And then when John came back or came to Baltimore, that's when we really got to, you know, cross paths again and certainly going into Stanford and then Michigan, you know, having conversations with him, his whole family, Jack and Jackie, I know. I mean, I, you know, I've had so many conversations with Jack. So, it, you know, again, it's, it's family and it's great that I'm walking, really going from brother to brother. It's a really unique that's unique cool. and that's a cool story that's been given to me. We got to get family. these guys on the pickleball court. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. Boom, 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 boom. What traits they're looking for in players. Obviously, there's positions. Stuff, yeah. More 
overarching philosophy yeah. as far as like what you're looking for in terms of yeah. makeup, you know, certain athletic traits. Like for you, what are the important traits that you're looking for, the overarching traits that you're looking for in, in players? Yeah, you know, every position is different, right? Like you said, position specifics, critical factors. You know, we want them all to be big, fast, tough, smart, right? And tough is key, right? You got to have that mentality. But then, you know, part of the player, only 50% of the player is, is the talent. And, you know, and the skill set to play the position. The other 50% is the person. And we're going to dive deep into that. We want players that are committed to team. All right? That's, that's how, where I come from. Um, that's where he comes from. And that's what we're going to be here. It's team to team to team. That's, that's real. You know, and, and then we want guys that have that mentality to persevere, to What's fight. Up, up 30, down 30. We're playing hard all the way to the end of the game. Raphael, um, man. You know, high character it. people, you know. Players that care about each other, do the right thing. You know, those are things that are going to be really important for us. That's huge. Scouting, does that help you with players like that? Yeah, you know, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's the discussion on every player. It's not, yeah. you know, I can look at film and watch a player and like them or not like them, but the scouts are going to help us. You know, they're the ones that go into the schools and really fight. You know, we can watch anyone can watch a talent and say, hey, this is a good player. You know, or you know, but it's the discussion about who that person is and what he is going to bring to our team and and the value, the tangible skill set, and then the intangible skill set. And I think that's kind of like I said, the best decisions are made through discussions. Next week, we're going to get in there and start talking about players in the draft, and we're going to find out who are the chargers in this draft, the people that fit our mentality and what we want. Excuse me. John, have you ever been with the Ravens in a situation where you were headed into an offseason where the team was this, predictably this high? That's huge. Um, I would have to say we've been in a situation where we were going to be over and we had to make decisions and, and contract decisions and adjustments, I'd say. Um, but I'd have to look back at the percentage. It's live, yeah. That we've been in the past over the cap versus, uh, but we've been in the situation where we've had to make decisions, yeah. Have you been in that situation before? How much goes into, when you're having those discussions, how, how much goes into, you know, how long the player's been with the organization, you know, versus how they're playing, you know, their age, where they're trending versus this player just makes too much money. We have to figure out a way. We have to have to move on and restructure, like, What's that discussion like? Yeah, you just weigh it. You know, you sit there and you weigh, okay. Certainly, we, you know, you don't want to hold on to players ever as a personnel guy that have, you know, on the decline or have passed the point of decline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the players that we've had those discussions about, what's the value they bring to the organization, current value, and their future value, and you, and you discuss it, and you just mm-hmm. – you weigh those things. I mean, that's the reality of this business. You have to weigh the value yeah, they yeah. have, the value they're yep. going to bring, and the costs associated with it. They and basically get rid the of that way It's not a fun part. Anymore. You'd love to have yep. an uncapped, you know, be like baseball, you know, and pay a luxury tax, Dean. You know, that's just, you know, I don't know about that. You know, like the, you know. <laughs> um, but, no, we have a cap, and that's the reality of it. And you, just, you have to adjust and manage around the cap. Part of a GM's job is sort of to have the, the long Yeah, I like trading down as well. Yep. As soon as possible, GM's job is to, you know, have that that longer view. So, like with this current situation with the cap, I guess how willing are you to, I guess, rip the bandaid off, tear it down, so that you guys can build it and maybe look past 2024 as far as what the, what's the best way to build this thing to get the sustainability. So, 
our goal is to build a winner every year. We want to compete to win a championship every year, okay? That's, That's going to be starting now, all right? That's not going to be, let's, you know, gut it and start over you know it's that's the decisions okay what balance of players gives us the best opportunity to go out there and compete this year i know who we're trying to beat all right we know who we're trying to beat all right and we're gunning you know we're going that direction so we don't want to we don't want to just say we're not mailing in a season no way like we're going to try to win this year but you make the right decisions and the best decisions that gives us flexibility this year and going forward as far as the coaching staff, where are you and Jim? He has a big schnoz, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I anticipate that being done relatively soon. Um, we've done a lot of work over the past five days. I, I got finalized, I think, on Tuesday. I believe it was. I'm on the phone with him on Wednesday before I flew out here, and I jumped right into the deep end, and every once in a while I crawl over to the wall and catch my breath and then get back over. But, um, you know, yeah, we've been working nonstop all weekend, talking to a ton of coaches, and I think we're getting close, and I'm, we'll probably be making some announcements, I would say, in the next couple of days or so. Cool. cool. That's that's good to know. Right. So, like, in, it, there's a little bit of a difference, you know, when change is made at, at, the, at those two respective positions, coaching and scouting. Um, our scouts here have done a great job uh, through my transition here, and I know a good number of them. And I'm going to evaluate our entire scouting staff. There are people that I'd like to bring in, and as soon as I can get them in, I'll get them in here. Uh, that will help me impart my vision on how we want to run our personnel department. But I certainly know there's talented people already in this organization, and I'm going yeah. to be able to evaluate them through the draft process, through the free agency process, and, process, and, and make decisions as needed. JoJo Wooden was at the Senior Bowl too, so yes, he was. He's sticking around. Yep, which is good. I, I'm glad he's here. Yep, he's been a lot, he's been a big, big guy. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, I've been in every position, you know, so I can relate to a lot of people in this organization. Yeah. And, um, you know, the great thing about Baltimore is, again, we were all together as a big family. And I got to know people outside of scouting. And I have some of my best friendships with people outside of scouting. So you learn how all the processes, all the departments interact and, and weave together. Uh, but certainly going through the ranks, I understand what it's like to players up at the airport, to be the guy putting the magnets on the board, you know, to scheduling travel, uh, to being a pro scout, to being a college scout, being on the road, away from your family, uh, you know, hours and hours and hours and days and weeks and months away from your family. Uh, it's, it can be an isolated feeling. And so, you know, it, I know that the scouts are going to want to hear from us back in the building and uh, yeah. it helps them, helps motivate them. So it's, it's, it's great to go through all those processes and again, take your time doing it, learn it, absorb it, be the best you can be in the role you're in and the great opportunity like this will come. In terms of that scouting process and bringing guys into the department, can you do that immediately or is it one of those where you know, evaluating and making changes where we can't do that until after the draft? Um, in terms of bringing people in from the outside, it just depends on whether or not you have permission to bring a, play, a person in or uh, whether they're free to come in. Uh, but that's a harder thing to do, and truthfully, this time of year because our season and scouting isn't done until April. So most of the hires are made post-draft, you know. And then just 
this is a follow-up how well do you know jojo wooden and what's it just been like that's good i would, I would ask this question too good good question it's been awesome i so i've known jojo again we've both been doing this a long time there you go. Um, him and i have been on the road together i can think of some conversations we've had uh years and years and years ago just about players and philosophies and how we scout in Baltimore, how it went back when he was with the Jets, and then obviously now um, how they how we do things at our respective teams. And, uh, yeah, so I've known JoJo for a long time, and he's been great helping me through the transition. Um, obviously, there's I'm jumping into a lot of different things, so I need the personnel side to keep running, you know, and they've done they've done they've all done a great job. Had a great call with them yesterday. Um, really enjoyed it. They had great questions. You know, I got to translate. You know, I come from a different process that they're used to grading scales, uh, the way their calendar works. And so my job is to translate, be the translator for them in terms of what they do now and, and what we're going to do going forward. As far as Justin Herbert, what's your vision as far as building around him and on a broader level, like what are the critical factors as far as building around a star quarterback? Well, I think, you know, I think Jim mentioned it last week. You know, we want to be strong, physical, tough. We want to yep. develop a really good run game. You build a great run game and a great offensive line, you protect your quarterback. And uh, I've seen it done year in, year out where I, where I came from. And uh, so that's you help him by supporting him with players that help the entire offense. And uh, certainly we have some skilled receivers uh, that are already here and, and, and good players are already here, but we just want to create a competitive environment in all the positions around them. Uh, so we're at our best all the times. When you first started working on football, I like that too. Oh, what, what was your dream career wise? Did you want to be a you know what? Chargers? Like, what, what, what? I wanted to be the best personnel assistant I could be. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to walk into Shaq Harris's office and Phil Savage's <laughs> office and Ozzie Newsom's office. And the blue shoes <laughs> provide for them, and I don't think that's changed. You know, I want to provide for Dean. I want to provide for John, the Spanos family, this organization. You know, I want to provide for Jim. I, that's who I am. You know, so I'm always, I've always tried to be the best I could be at what I did and didn't look forward. You know, and that's that's you know certainly as I grew in my career, yeah, that GM goal became more and more. You know, but when I first got in, I wanted to be a coach. You know, I, this was my way in. Uh, and then I got into the personnel world. I'm like, this is awesome. This is great. I'm, you get paid to watch football and give an opinion. Like, That's what we're all doing. <laughs> yeah. You guys do it for Sweet. free. I'm getting paid hey, for hey, it. We, so, you know, we get paid for it all the time. I'm not here to get paid more money. That's what I'm up, Chargers. I got, I'll give you an opinion. I can be now for those that I'm here to support. Defensively, this team has struggled the past couple of years. Uh, that's awesome. You're coming from, it sounds like a Ravens-type system is coming. Tooley's going to have a great season next year. Yeah, he will. In Baltimore through the years. How do you kind of translate as far as players that are best fit with that system with the current roster? Yeah, so um, the good thing is this current roster and, and the way the Chargers roster's built is similar to the Ravens' defense in terms of how the, the edge, the three downs, uh, the two inside backers. So um, that's going to be – I talked to the scouts yesterday about that. It's not going to be a big shift in terms of how we're going to build this team out. Um, I think the big thing is mentality. You know, like let's go. Like let's attack. We want, you know, char I call it charger mentality now, but we want that rough, rugged, tough. We want people to walk into this – into SoFi, teams to walk in and know they're in for it. You know, yep. that's what sure. teams knew when they were playing Baltimore, and that's what we're going to try to create here. Go. As far as um, 
the pro I'm sorry, the process in Baltimore, I think Oz has developed a, a reputation as having, you know, one of the not the best, you know, processes which is evaluating players. I'm not asking you to give away the secret sauce or anything, but what do you think has made the Ravens process so good and so consistent for so many years? Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, the connection between the head coach and the general manager. And the and and that just permeates down through both staffs. Um, there's always a conversation. There's always a commitment to one another. Um, every day, Ozzy talked with Brian, with Ted Marchabrode before that, and they, he'd relay it down to the scouts. And Eric does the same thing. It's that collaboration and commitment together to win. And the process itself is driven by the scouts and 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 Eric and you know, but it's led by those at the top and they have you have a great relationship you're constantly communicating and working together that's the that's the true secret you know what you do behind you know that's where you, you gain, maybe gain the little advantages but when you have the connection and the collaboration in the organization that's how you win when you were with Baltimore you still had an AFC championship mm -hmm. game to prepare for and everything mm -hmm. but did you and Jim talk at any time that weekend of the AFC championship since you was there and it settled on it just when did you know you were I knew I was coming here on Monday after we lost, um, so it was the one ray of sunshine that day. Um, I saw him certainly on the sideline before game. We had a conversation. We talked about the opportunity. I'm like, I'm hoping I get a, get a call tomorrow. I think they're going to call. I feel good about them calling, but I was not offered the job until Monday after after that game. So. Going into the game, you're anxious for two reasons, right? You're anxious, man, I hope I get this job. They had already hired Jim. This is awesome. Uh, dream come true if I get it, and then let's go beat the Chiefs. And obviously, we didn't get that done, uh, but you know, found out the next day I was coming here. So that's when I – but we talked on the sideline, you know, about hope it gets done, and it would be awesome if it does. And But neither of us knew until, until Monday. Have to make any final hmm. sales pitches to you? No, 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 not he doesn't have to sell me at all. You know, again, I've been watching him for a long time. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and his family. Ravens over the last you know, two decades have also been sort of been on the, the cutting edge of using data yeah. in, in decision making. Yeah, is the buzzword, but yeah, you know. So, I guess from your perspective, you know, how. What's your philosophy on using data and decision making, whether that's yeah. team building and player acquisition or like decision making on, on data? Yeah, I think it, or certainly I think you, you it's valuable. Um, you know, I've seen the I've seen the output, and uh, I've seen how it helps us in Baltimore, and we're going to try to build that here. Uh, they've already been doing it. I've had a chance to talk to some of our analysts already, and uh, I'm really excited to work with them, um, and we'll continue to grow that. And it's again, it's it's on the field and it's off the field, and it's the business side, it's the personnel side, and certainly it's the the game management and playing side. So you do sports performance. There's so many ways you can use the data to get better. And we're going to do it because it, it helps you improve. It helps cover your blind spots. Uh, you know, because scouting, you can be, you know, you can you can have your favorites. You know, as a player, this guy fits what I'm right. I like. You know, and you got the analytics behind you saying, yeah, I don't think you like this guy as much, Joe. So, uh, so you definitely use it, and it's very helpful. So you, uh, the Chargers have the number five pick in the draft. That's not a uh, place you pick that with the Ravens being pretty far back most of the time. Yeah. Is there added importance being that high up, or you just kind of stick to that process of trying to find the best player? Yeah, I think you stick to the process of finding the best player, and it doesn't matter where you're picking in the draft. It's always important. It doesn't matter if it's the fifth pick or the 32nd. 
every pick is important to this organization. Yep. It's the seventh rounder. If you if you put a yeah. value of importance on the pick number, you're you're doing it wrong. Every single pick. Our fifth pick's important. Our second round pick's important. Our two seventh round picks are going to be important. Every single one. You know, and I've seen it. I've seen a player become a pro bowler in, from a fifth round. That matters. So, yeah, it's, we were in the fifth pick. We don't want to be picking there again. You know, certainly not. Uh, but that's where we are right now. And we're going to go through the process and have them stacked and ranked. And we're going to pick the best player for the Chargers at five. Love it. <laughs> and then we're going to pick the best players for the Chargers the rest of the draft. And our goal is to pick great players all along the way. How tempting is it being at five first year of a new regime trying to, you know, maybe try to accumulate picks for this year? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think those are options that you consider. Uh, certainly you have to have a partner to do something like that. So, you know, we're a long ways away from the draft. Uh, right now, I don't think anyone can tell you how the first five picks are going to go, the first ten picks. So uh, there's a lot to go with a lot more to we'll see the combine pro days uh workouts so you know the talk in 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 the media and see where everyone goes and but we got a lot a lot of time to figure that out and uh people have a lot other teams have a lot of time to see if they're interested but you know you got to be ready to pick at five i know that you know uh, if I one thing I've learned anything in Baltimore, there's times where that phone doesn't ring, and uh, you better be ready to pick. What's your approach, approach to um, being active in the trade market in terms of acquiring players? It's a good question. Love it. Years. Trade. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I think you. I think you always have to. You, I mean, you always, again. That's you got to be looking to make the team better. And if we if we can find a player leading up to the trade deadline that can help the Chargers now and going forward. Either way, you know, and that there's different ways you can you can trade for a player who ends up factoring into the comp formula, right? Uh, maybe you just it's a loan, you know, uh, or you can trade for a player that you want to retain. And uh, I think there's multiple ways to go at it, but I definitely think it's something that's valuable. Yeah, so always we're always going to be looking to make this team better. If that's your trade, that's your trade, as long as it makes sense for the Chargers. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks for coming out. Very cool. Great press conference. Great press conference, man. I mean, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. behind the scenes here. Oh, there's Jamal right there. Yeah, yeah Jamal. Man, great well, guys, press conference, guys. We don't. We don't have. Uh, <laughs> is no longer with the Chargers, so he's uh, he's now the. Uh, the GM for the Ray Turds. So <laughs> good riddance. Ron, Ron Tabasco. Ron, Ron Tabasco. Tabasco. <laughs> Man, I, you know, multiple times in this press conference at Jorty's, like, I, man, I got goosebumps from yeah. this. Like, it's like music to a Chargers fan's ears. Hearing from the point of, like, hey, I'm willing to go trade for a guy in just before the trade deadline to better my team. I'm willing to trade back for in the draft but you better be ready for whatever pick you have to you're going to have picks in front of you you make sure that's an important pick for a player who's going to help your team kind of thing like you got to love what you're hearing here man uh, the whole tom telesco philosophy of i'm drafting this guy for two years down the road or a guy that might be a fit might not be a fit not putting importance on picks this guy dude home run home run with this gm yeah. hiring I mean, I am so excited to be able to see what Joe Ortiz can do with this team. I mean, it is incredible, incredible to see what's happening. And on top of that, he talked about, look, the Batman and Robin, you know, 
analogy. He's like, look, man, we're working as a team from top to bottom. It, it kind of when I heard that whole thing, it brought me back to the whole AJ Smith, um, uh, Marty Schottenheimer static that ended up happening with him drafting, you know, uh, Philip Rivers having yep. Drew Brees. Like there were two different minds that wanted two different things and philosophies of the team. I think we literally have right now with Jim Harbaugh, Joe Ortiz. I think we got literally guys that want to do what's best for the team and work as a team from top to bottom. I love this so much to be able to see what's going on with Joe Ortiz, Jim Harbaugh. We have struck gold and hit a home run with what we are doing in this offseason. It is an absolute W for the Chargers right now. Well, and um, also remember, too, that uh, the, the big conversation was that um, Harbaugh wanted complete control. Clearly, he doesn't. He doesn't. And, you know, he, he didn't care, right? To him, it was about getting the right guy in that he could work with. I think that's really all he cared about more than anything. Yep. So... And he's in, 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 he can bring a different side of the conversation in also too, right? Because, you know, he has a different perspective than he does, but he understands the offense and the defense that they want to run coming from the Ravens. And what did you do in the Ravens? Let's just, let's just, you know, let's try and execute the same kind of, you know, mentality and mindset. Yeah. I like what he said too. It wasn't just about talent. It was also about team and attitude. Right. And I, and, and I think that's, that's a big part of the conversation. One thing I will say to you guys, just before I forget, cause someone asked about Drew Tranquil and comp, he talked about compensation picks. So the definition of a comp, comp compensatory pick is given to teams that have lost comp, compensate. I can't even say the <laughs> CFAs comp, compensatory free agents. I don't know why I keep saying, I want to yeah. do something different. So CFAs or have on the departure of a specific staff member. So a staff member could leave too. Yep. The purpose of the compensatory pick is to balance the level of competition. So you can be awarded a pick. So Drew Tranquil is looking to potentially get uh, or, uh, get a pick uh, because he had such a great season with the uh, Chiefs. Yep. So so he brought that up in, in the presser, and I thought that's a great idea. You know, so sometimes letting people walk isn't a bad thing because if they have a great season, then you can get you can get a, a pick because of it. So yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, and it's also in, involved with how much field time, if it's a player too, that depends right. on how your picks that you're going to receive from that player leaving you. Right. Uh, coaches are the same thing too. Minority coaches that get hired from other organizations, the NFL gives them picks too. So even to say, I don't really know necessarily if we've had many people that have left the organization. Derek Ainsley, you assume is kind of still hanging around with the team in some capacity. I don't think he's been hired anywhere yet. No. Um, yeah. He was previously the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, but I don't really know where he's going to be sitting at. I mean, that's the one guy that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, we will get a pick for the Drew Tranquil um, leaving to go play for the uh, Chiefs for sure I think it could be a third to a fifth how awesome would it be if we get like a back end oh, third oh that would dude, be awesome so sick. that would be so sick. awesome and I think there's a very good chance that we could get that too so that would be great for the Chargers yeah and and that's an interesting thing I know, I know it was also coaches were a big thing with compensation picks CFAs so yep. anyways it'd be interesting to see what he it was interesting to talk about that I was like oh that's a great idea so good strategy yeah. around that so um, again, Khalil Mack, one thing I will say about Khalil Mack, I, I'm, I'm in the favor of just restructuring his contract, in my yep. opinion, because it would make more sense to me because then, again, he's getting paid, what, $38 million next year, yeah, somehow restructure his contract. Yeah. yeah. So, again, but he's also one of Staley's boys, right? So you got to wonder how motivated is he going to be to stay here? You know, um, Brandon yeah. Staley ran the team like, you're my boys, everyone else is naval lint, right? That's it. Yeah. Right. So 
Harbaugh's not going to be that way. So I'm very curious to see how that plays out moving forward. But you did bring it up, James. Um, uh, Keenan Allen has been working out like crazy. He's on that Harbaugh bandwagon. And uh, it's exciting to see that. Yeah, Jamari Sawyer basically posted yesterday talking about who's got it better than us on there. Put some charger bolts on there too and put bolt up. There's players that are buying into this in this team. And you know what? Look, going back to Joe Ortiz, I mean, he kind of has a history within the Ravens organization where if a player's not working out, they'll let him go. Even to say a draft pick, I I alluded to uh, Hollywood Brown and him getting traded to the Cardinals. Look, if you ain't working out, you ain't fitting in the system, you're out. And I'm very, very much... A lot of these players are being put on notice, in my opinion. I mean, there's yep. a lot of players that are fired up. QJ is even talking about it, saying, look, man, I'm going to have a career season next year. You know, there's mo- possibly they've even talked to them saying, hey, man, you might be a guy we need to rely on a lot next year. I mean, even to say if QJ does step up, <clears throat> let's say we get rid of <clears throat> Mike Williams. You got Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, Mike Williams, possibly another guy out there that we end up drafting. Like, let's say you get Brock Bowers. That's pretty pretty good lineup for really good targets for you and then on the quarterback or running back we got to figure out what the heck we're going to do with the running back side of things but i think it's going to be an awesome awesome off season this is one of my this is personally to me one of the most exciting off seasons the chargers have ever had in my opinion yeah um as far as the fifth pick um i'm in favor of trading back and getting more picks right um yep. And so I think you probably could trade back and probably get Bowers, you know, maybe if you traded with like the Falcons, you know, they wanted to trade up and get a, a quarterback. Um, but it'd be very interesting to see what happens, right? I mean, again, I, I think, you know, there, there's a lot to be said about that, right? Um, again, a lot of things can happen between now and the draft, you know, and draft stocks goes up and down, right? Depending on combine, what they do, um, you know, things move around. I actually like Joe Alt too. I mean, think of it this way. Yeah. If you want a running game, you have, you have to ask yourself this question. Is Pipkins the guy that's going to be the running game? No. He yep. can barely block, right? He's not that good. He's okay. He's okay. So yep. you bring a guy like Joe Alt, that guy is, dude, he's going to help. Right? Dude, yep. he's going to help. He's going to make the whole offensive line play better, right? And so and he's like 21. He's young. Yeah. So, or yeah, I think he's 21. Maybe he's even 20. He's young, man. So, and so, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. But again... You know, Bowers, whew, dude. That guy's a road grader, just a nasty, tough, dude. physical guy, like what they both have talked about, Jim Harbaugh and Joe Oritz. Yeah. Literally same thing, like or- Ortiz, or Ortiz. I keep saying Ortiz, Ortiz. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I one said of those two. Um, yeah. I think the H is silent, and that's just the way yeah. that I'm hearing it as. But And I've watched videos on it, and they sound like the H is silent. But, you know, Bowers fits to a T. He wants nastiness, physicalness. He wants that, and he fits to a T. And to be honest, you look at a lot of the teams that have gone far, they all had really good tight ends to to pair up with their quarterbacks. Yep. Um, you know what? One thing I could even say too, free agency. I think that we're going to be involved with a little bit of free agency uh, yeah, targets so. from the Ravens. Specifically, one that is available is Patrick Queen. And yeah, yeah. inside linebackers don't get paid a lot of money these year, these time or in free agency anymore. I'm seeing an AAV right now of about $3 million, just a hair over $3 million for him. So an AAV yeah. meaning as an average uh, annual value what if we get him for two years six million dollars that's Gone. that's a drop in a bucket for patrick queen i wanted him when he was in the draft some years ago that would be awesome and a perfect guy that comes from the raisin rate raisin <laughs> raisin, <laughs> raisin <brand>. system <laughs> raisins that's fantastic um, we're, we're talking good today I know, uh, right? use your words james use your words yeah spiller it would be nice to get spiller 
um, you know, some some snaps. I, I'm very curious to see what happens here. And again, Joe Altman, he is the guy. He's the man, dude, bro. I'm telling you. They yeah, keep you missed talking about yeah. building the line as much as they can. And you know what? Joe Walt could be the guy. I don't know. Yep. It's not a sexy pick by any means. <laughs> the, the Baltimore Raisins, dude. I like that. Baltimore Raisins, baby. It's like the California Raisins, dude. The Baltimore Raisins. Yeah, the Baltimore Raisins, man. No, look, but but again, you know, there's still a lot to be said about the OC too, right? I'm, I'm very curious where that goes. Um, I would like to see someone be a guy that can really get the most out of Justin Herbert at this point. You know, we already have Greg Roman there. He's clearly there to support the running attack, okay? Yep. Build the offensive line and slam the ball down their throat, right? Um, yep. And so I would like to see another guy come in, uh, help, you know, Herbert, you know, get some open space. So that's why I think that homie from the Dolphins, I kind of like Ingelstrand or Ingle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's from Dingleberry. the Colbert. He's from the Lions. He's from the oh, Lions. Sorry. Yeah, Lions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so I, I, I like that guy. I don't know why I keep forgetting his stupid name. So, you know, and the thing about it is, is like I, he would be a first year offensive coordinator in the NFL. He was an offensive coordinator, assistant head coach in the college rankings for uh, University right. of San Diego. Right. The thing the thing about him is that he's going to have so much experience around him. He's yeah. going to have Greg Roman, all these yep. guys that are going to be out there to help him out to make sure that they have a really, really well built offensive scheme. I think it could be great. I think it'd be a great hiring. And you you would expect probably this week or probably after the Super Bowl we'll have an established offensive coordinator. It's got to oh, yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah it's going to happen. It, it Maybe since it hasn't been hired yet, maybe they want somebody from, from. the Niners or, yep. or the uh, Queefs. You know, oh, yeah, Tanner Ingerstrand. There we go. Yep. And, you know, again, uh, again, I, I'm a big believer of trading down. If, if, if the thought is that we need to bring in more talent, you want as many picks as possible so you can yep. hit on as many picks as possible. So I, I'm a big believer in that, you know. So I don't know if you hit this comment, but JS20, you guys need a designated boot to ho host a live podcast at SoFi. You guys are lit. <laughs> yeah, no joke, dude. Shout out. Thanks, man. Thanks, JS. Oh, man, I'd dude, love that. Holler fun. at us, dude. We, we've been wanting to do some live broadcasts there, man, and that would be killer. I'd love it. Yeah, and again, I, I think you're right. Joe Alt would be hard to pass up. And I, again, that, I think that's why Bowers and Joe Alt make more sense to me. You probably could even get a wide receiver in free agency. I can't remember. There's another guy. There was somebody else that was talking about that's open in free agency, and he'd be another pretty good addition. It just as a wide receiver, right? So, yeah. and as I understand, there's quite a few wide receivers in this draft. So I think you could probably get someone third, fourth round that could be another person to just go out. You, you need speed at this point. This team needs explosiveness. So that would be the the argument for you know, Malik neighbors and some of these other guys going back to the, uh, the press conference, um, with Joe Ortiz. Um, I love that he talked about draft picks and basically drafting and making every draft pick very important yeah. to your team. Yep. And he like even said, Hey, we've made late round guys become pro bowl players. And, Oh gosh, how many times you get a Tom Telesco pick? You're like, all right, dude, like a Trey McKitty. Why, <laughs> why'd you pick Trey McKitty? You know, you did also get oh, that same round. Years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, like even to say like, yeah, like um, our right tackle, uh, Trey, Trey Pipkins. Literally when he got drafted, he wasn't even paying attention to the draft. He was driving his car somewhere, not paying attention to the draft. And he's like, no, I didn't think I was going to get drafted in the third. Well, he ended up getting go. drafted in the third, third round. And like, it's just making sure you get the most important base player at that time that's based upon your analysis that you find for that player. A guy who's assistant fit, a role player, a guy that could really be a contributor to this team immediately. And I love hearing that, guys. And, you know, going back to the Joe Alt idea, this team wants to be physical and they 
both Jim Harbaugh and Joe have basically said the same thing. You got to basically get a tough physical line. You got to get a line that's going to protect Justin Herbert. And Tom Telesco was terrible at that. It, it took a very long time for him to get a manageable O-line. And we got some dogs on our O-line. And I think that we got some really, really good momentum coming into this next year to really build a strong line around Justin Herbert. Yeah, so one of the things I will say is um... – Telesco was horrible. He he ranked fourth worst in drafting uh, by all GMs. Terrible. In, in almost every metrics. It, it, he didn't re-sign drafts. He didn't, it's just horrible, right? And yeah. so um, the thing that I, I always think it's just get the best available player, period. Yep, 100%. Whoever is rated the highest on that board, I mean, you don't want five running backs, obviously. You might have said, okay, well, I don't need this. We need five running backs. But you're, you're picking what you need, but also the best available player in, in a position you, you are looking to fix. But again, you're right. Like, you, you guys have done your homework, man, guys. The center from Oregon, I like him as well. You know, we need a center, guys. I mean, think think of how much our offense changed immediately when we lost Corey Lindsley. Done. And it was horrible. And by the way, McFadden, I think McFadden is going to be a starter uh, on the line this next season. I think he played amazing. He's nasty. He's big. Um, it, it, I, I think you probably even could get away with not getting anybody major on the line if you if you swizzled people around, right? Maybe move Rashawn um, Jamari Sawyer to the right side. Maybe make Pipkins, uh, uh, maybe trade him away. Try and do something yep. different with him. Um, and then maybe even make Zion be the center. I know Zion uh, played center a little bit last year, or uh, a little bit in college. Also, McFadden played center too. So, um, and honestly, Hymas did well. I think he was okay. He wasn't yeah. bad. So, uh, you know, you could potentially get away with what we already have and just move them around a little differently. But who knows, right? So, you know, uh, yeah. And but again, a guy like Joe Altman, he could. You're exactly right. I think that's part of the conversation, right? If you go with the Malik neighbors, right, then um, you obviously can't get Joe Alt, right? So you got to yep. make that choice, right? And so I'm, I'm thinking through what, what maybe the GMs are thinking about in their minds at that moment. I, uh, the one thing that I'm going to say about that too, we can yep. like easily that, yeah. throw out Jamari Sawyer back to right tackle. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Like, right. yep. That's exactly what I think could happen. And I think that's a great idea. The thing is, though, we do need to find a center. Yeah. You believe that, you know, Corey Lindsley's gone. Like, he is gone. We have got to find a way to be able to get that center short up somewhere. Now, the Jordan McFadden is a big dude, and he, I think he needs to find a way as a guard or possibly center if he could even get to that position. I, I think there's a lot of guys that we can kind of work with, too. Um, I was actually even going to throw out uh, the Ravens did have, actually, Kevin uh, Zettler, uh, which is a guard for the Ravens. Um, kind of uncertain future about the Ravens, but he's got basically a contract value of roughly about $7.5 million next season. Wouldn't be surprised to be able to find a guy on defense and a guy on offense from the Ravens season. See, <laughs> Ravens season. free agents <laughs> for next season to be on the Chargers. So I do think that there's a good chance that's going to happen. Well, and and there's so many there's so many things to be said about all that, man. You know, and I and I kind of think I kind of think to to myself too. Like bottom line, um, there's a lot of ways they can go with this, man. But yep. but again, yeah. if 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 the thought is, boy, man, it's tough. We're splitting hairs, man. If the thought yep. is running game. Well, go, you know, on. Bowers will help out with the blocking, running game, getting physical, opening gaps, and helping with catching the ball downfield because, dude, you re you could re-sign Everett pretty cheap, right? I think he gets paid $8 million a year. You probably get him $8 million a year. He'd probably be okay. I like Everett a lot. You got Everett and him with Parham. That's a nice that's a nice tight end room with block, Brock Bowers. Yeah. And then you got Joe Alt. Joe Alt would be great because he would 
definitely protect our crown jewel, which is Justin Herbert. Yep. And there's just so many different ways they can do this, man. I mean, again, we're gonna have plenty more um, you know, discussions with you moving forward on all that. But uh yeah, and by the way, Palmer over St. Brown was was still an annoying uh draft. And by the way, Palmer oh, yeah. was a stretch. A lot of people thought he'd go like fourth or fifth round. Yep. And they're like, wow, okay. But you know, he's worked out, he's been good. Yep. Uh, just had some issues. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because we could always kind of like judge that and say, well, maybe they just had him higher at the boards. Maybe they thought he was going to be a better pick. But, you know, once again, there was a lot of reach picks with Telesco versus like getting guys that could be role players right then and there. And it even took a while for Josh Palmer to be that guy. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and and, and I'll a good player. Yeah, how many Pro Bowlers did the Ravens draft in the past 10 years with horror? Okay, uh, it's a lot. Um, James, I can't, I can't remember the name. There was a number you, you had in that video, right? Yeah, it was more. Okay, I'll say just after the second round, or excuse me, after the first round, it's a substantial like amount of Pro Bowlers. I would probably stay about 12 Pro Bowlers after the first round, and even obviously a lot of their first round um, picks did become Pro Bowlers. So based upon that, if we go back to Tom Telesco, he only drafted two Pro Bowl players after the first round in his entire oh. time as a GM. So two? It, yeah, two. Two. Oh. And that was Keenan Allen. Oh. And I believe it was, I'm going to say, for some reason, I want to say Uchenna Nuosu, but I don't think that's correct. But um, not many. And that's the thing. There is a lot of draft picks late rounds that find ways to be Pro Bowl based players. So, guys, it, this is going to be a different team. And it's going to be a team that's going to have a lot of talent, top to bottom. And not these stupid, hey, we draft you to be able to be ready in two years kind of thing. Nope, we're drafting you to be now. Like, we need you now kind of thing. Let's go. Yeah, and by the way, this uh, BYU, you know, you guys know I live in Utah. I, I saw that guy. That guy's really good. He's a yep. really good tackle. And uh, th that's a really good point, right? And so, in my mind, you kind of want to splash a guy. Um, oh, Verrett, but he's a first-round pick. Verrett, Sorry, they were just talking yeah. about one of the other Pro Bowl players. Oh, dude, he's Verrett was incredible. He he went to the same. Did he go to Fairfield High School, James? I can't remember where he went. No, no, he, he went, went to, to the, the other, other one. one. It was Rodriguez. Rodriguez, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I was, was right next to those guys in high school. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, man. Oh, you're from Salt Lake. Yes, I have a home in Salt Lake. I, we need we need to we need to catch up. Definitely reach out to me. So uh, we can have a little barbecue at my house if I'm watching the game at my place. Definitely invite you over. So definitely shoot us an email, bullbrospodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us a message. Um, yeah. Now, and, and again, you're right, Blake Horam. What about him at the third round, right? I Look, I think I think there's going to be – maybe there's going to be a lot of things that could happen, right? I think bottom line, we might do some free agent signings. We could get some veteran players out there as well too, right? There might be a right tackle out there we want to go with. Maybe trade away Pipkins with a pick and then just get more picks. I mean, I think I think maybe what we could say easily, I think Williams is gone for sure. Mike Williams is gone. I think Bosa most likely is gone for sure. Um, if we could trade both those guys away for more picks, I think that'd be great. And then take away some of the salary cap yep. um, and then maybe restructure Allen, maybe restructure Mac. That'd be huge. Clearly, you know, though, um, uh, Derwin James is not going anywhere. He's no, he's staying he's, with the Chargers. He's going to yep. be a general on the backfield there for sure. Well, and the one thing too, um, you know, look, if some of these players are really bought in that have big contracts, do you think that they would try to take some pay cuts just to be able to know what they have in front of them? You know, who knows? Like a lot of these players seem very, very excited to be able to play for, um, you know, Jim Harbaugh. Maybe they'll stick around. Maybe they'll take a little pay cut to be able to stick around and have a chance with him. They know the track record of Jim Harbaugh. Maybe that's the Harbaugh effect that's going to happen here, guys. Um, Dude, big time. Maybe maybe they'll do a full restructure and say, I'll take less so I got a chance. 
let's go. Let's go. And actually, I was going to say one thing about Blake Corum. Um, I watched, or actually, I looked at like the seven-round, you know, draft, uh, mock draft of some sort. They had us drafting like three running backs in that draft. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And it was like, uh, it was the guy from, the running back from Notre Dame, uh, Estime, I think is his name. There was also late round. It was uh, Frank Gore Jr. And then it was like one other running back. And I was like, that's crazy to think about that. But the Ravens have done that multiple times with like tight end positions and running backs in drafts, like, and, you know, D line and all these different things, like positions where they just overload as much as they possibly can on players. So they could kind of build up the youth side of their things in one certain position to really maybe stabilize it in some level. So, right. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows, man? I'm, I, I, this is going to be, this is one of the coolest off seasons, in my opinion. This, then this, the Super Bowl hasn't even happened. Like, it's a lot of adjustments and changes. And I love seeing this, guys. It's going to be really exciting off season. Yeah. And again, I think we trade down the top 10. Uh, look, I think I like the trade back idea. Again, yep. Zion, uh, College Experience Center, I think McFadden did as well, too. I think they're going to play around with that. Um, I think it's obviously something we're going to have to deal with as, you know, as it progresses moving forward. But, but I think there's something to be said about that because I really do believe, um, yeah, and, and you know Mike Williams would take a pay cut, but I mean, you got to wonder. I mean, the guy's supposed to make, make what, $33 million or something like that? It's crazy yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, so there, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot to be said. Uh, you missed everything. <laughs> <laughs> what I missed? What Relation I missed? 516. You missed it, man. Oh, it was, uh, Joe, Joe Ortiz's uh, press conference. Watch the video again when it posts up on our channel. You can yep. kind of review it and everything too. Uh, yeah, good trading partner down. I think right now would be definitely the uh, uh, Falcons, right? They're probably going to yep. want to move up. Uh, and then um, trying to think of who else. Uh, that's the one I keep thinking about more than anything. Giants was another one. Oh, Giants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Giants. That's another um, one. Yeah, because I mean, they they obviously have quarterback need. Maybe they could find a way at one at five. I mean, there's a lot of shakeup where it's potentially could have been three oh, quarterbacks to the first Vikings, three. So, the one. Yeah, the Vikings, yeah, Vikings is another one yep. too. So, and they need yep. a quarterback too, right? They seem yep. like they're moving away from uh, Kirk Cousins. Well, Cousins wants a lot of money too. He. Gosh, he he's getting paid quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you're right. So, so I think I think to me, so I have a video dropping. Uh, I already filmed it. It's basically the six needs that we got to go after against tight end, running back, center, uh, defensive lineman. You know, there, there's a lot of things that we need to get. The question is, is, is how are you going to adjust and move that forward? I think some of it's going to be taken care of in free agency, but some of it's also going to be, you know, picked up in, in, in the draft. Right. And I think, um, you know, cornerbacks are going to be huge too, guys. That's the other yep. thing. Um, you know, my, you know, Davis is gone, but you know, he wasn't physical, but you also got to look at someone like an Asante Samuel, who's, he's a little guy. He's 180. You know, he's, I'm probably heavier than Asante Samuel. I'm yeah. uh, I'm I'm 190. He's like 185, right? I mean, he's you yeah. know obviously more ripped than I am, but you know, but my point <laughs> is, you know, you know, he, he, he's just a little guy, you know, just yeah. like uh, Tommy Boy said, right? Yeah. So yeah. he can't be super physical, right? And so 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 that's part of the conversation. So you know, it, it'd be very interesting to see how it plays out. And by the way, yeah, this guy uh, Saintsville, dude, that guy's the man, bro. So you got to wonder, um, you know, if Harbaugh's going to want to try and get some of his boys back, um, you know, in the house. Um, yep. But I don't remember him being a really big guy. I think he's at what? He's what? Six foot, something like that. Yeah. So six uh, foot at cornerback is like a big thing now. I mean, that's that's a yeah. big cornerback, to be honest. I mean, I've seen a lot of five ten cornerbacks and I'm like, man, that guy's could really get beat by a six five wide receiver, you know? Like <laughs> Hey man, hey Kyle, remember when I was on the beach 
and I pulled my hamstring running on the beach. <laughs> ah, this guy, dude. Yo, yo, pull up lame. Flat tire. Flat tire. He's 5'10. 5'10. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's good, bro. I mean, and, and that's kind of my point, right? And um, that is so so I'm excited to see what happens here. I mean, again, I like the trade back idea. Um, you know, you know, I'll I'll say this, dude. It's 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 interesting. Blake Horam, dude, there's so much going on here. Yeah. Leo. Oh, Leo Get talking it. trash here. I'm seven. Yeah, he hey, whoa, here Look we go. Dang, oh, Leo. <laughs> Leo, I'm, I'm a finely tuned athletic machine, son. I tell you what, dude. Yeah, dude. James sees it every time I play pickleball with him, dude. Oh, I just boy. All right. dominate All right. the court, dude. Dominate the court. No big deal. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I was playing pretty <laughs> terrible yesterday. That was disappointing. That was. Disappointing. I did. Yeah, I, I got. I got a you were playing good. On that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Hey, what, well, I, what yeah. I think at uh, Chargers training camp, I think it was either last year or the year before, I think I did the, uh, what, the 40-yard uh, dash or whatever it is. And uh, I think I, I I was like a super slow. Hey, it's yeah. cold run, guys. It was cold run, dude. Yeah, that's right. It so was you, super you, slow. You even up. Yeah, man, it was cold run, dude. It was bad. But I think I, I looked at it and I was like five five point seven or something like that or five eight or something like that. And that was like one of the slowest combine 40s of all time. And I was like, well, fantastic. Look at me. 43 year old running around here trying to trying to act like he's fast yeah and marshawn that's been one of those guys that i've been seeing a lot from usc yeah um he's kind of a bigger dude um stout guy i think he was actually originally from uc davis i believe um there's been a lot of talks about i'm really excited about the combine that's going to be coming up here soon really see kind of what what these players are looking like yeah man i'll tell you dude well and and again i think the whole point why would you want a michigan players because they have a good mental mindset right and that's really what jim harbaugh puts into his players and that's clearly what Brandon Saley didn't do right I mean I think I think there was that that lull from losing that 27 to 0 lead in the playoffs again we go back to this all the time they say oh our way our way well clearly our way doesn't work dude our way means we lose like tough games and so that's garbage man you know and and again if you look at our schedule next season we got a pretty damn easy schedule dude so this is why I'm thinking we could lose I, I you know I think we could easily be you know 13 and 4 12 and five. I mean, we could, we could have a great season, man. I mean, I, I truly believe we're going to be at least mentally tough. And I think that's a big part of what we need to do, man. So yep. it, that's a great point, Steve. He didn't because he had his boys and he just left them out there and say, ah, whatever, no big deal. Yep. But I remember uh, Keenan Allen talking about that a couple of times last season. He was like, Hey man, we're not accountable. We're not. He kept saying that. And he's like, yeah, people need to be more accountable people. And they just weren't, there, there was never any repercussions for not playing good or, or whatever. And Dude, and look at look at like Eckler. He fumbled the ball. Dude, we lost at least two games that I could think of just him fumbling the ball. There's two of them. There was one, or uh, there was two going into the end zone. I think there were yep. two different games. And there was another one. So his his like three or four fumbles he had, they were like horribly and poorly, horribly timed. I mean, I was like, oh my God. Yep. So, anyways, and and, yep. and the rumor is that Andy Reid may be retiring after the season as well, too, guys. So um crazy. But you know, it's it's interesting to say that Chiefs are regressing when they're in the Super Bowl once again. Like that's a hard thing to really say, but they aren't yep. really as a juggernaut they once were, but still, once again, they're in the Super Bowl. Like it's kind of tough to say. But yeah, Steve Eckler's gone. Like I heard some weird thing that he's like moving to Vegas or something like that. So I mean, Tom Telesco likes his boys. He might he might be a raider. Who knows? So I think the difference with Jim is going to be that he's going to say, hey, this is going to require hard work. And if he doesn't see you putting effort in, you're going to be, you know, gone or get less yep. playing time. 
And I think there's something to be said about that. It, it goes back to the accountability word, right? And and again, Brandon Staley had his boys. They did whatever they want. Oh yeah, Keenan's here, but he's off to the side doing his own thing. Or yeah, I don't need to worry about you know Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack knows how to keep his body where he's going, and and, and he's not necessarily wrong. But the problem is, is they're treating people differently on the team. That does not create a team mentality. Nope. Nope. It's team. And you don't make that happen going that direction. It just doesn't work that way. I remember Aaron Rodgers talking about his love of the NFL and what it's about. It's not about one person. It's about <laughs> all 11 people on each side of the ball, basically, <laughs> to, to make it work. And you know, it takes 53 to win a game, right? Uh, during game day. And every player needs to be locked in and ready to go. And I and the one thing I'll say about Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley it was about more, hey, my guys, my my little posse of dudes are the guys that are ready to go. Everybody else kind of figure it out kind of thing. Yeah, everyone else and, is naval lint, dude. Yeah, naval lint. You know, this is just a random thought. Just thinking about who we have on the squad here. You know, JT Woods is one of those guys that <laughs> is really on the bubble. Uh, How's the Raiders treating you there, Tommy T? Yeah, <laughs> Tommy T's in the house. <laughs> maybe change, maybe change it up now to uh, Joe Ortiz burner. Yeah, you got to change it up to Joe Joe Ortiz, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Ortiz burner phone. I like that. Yeah, but I was gonna say with uh, JT Woods, um, he's one of those guys that might not fit very well with Jim Harbaugh. Like a guy that can't tackle very well, he's got good range, but he's got to be a physical player. I do feel that JT Woods got to a very very good point where he was tackling better. But what if you end up pushing him over towards towards like a cornerback position? As long as he could find a way to make tackles, JT Woods could find his way to be able to be a position change at some level. Random thought, guys. Maybe I got a little caffeine going through my brain here, but that's a good thing to be able to kind of think about that position changes could happen with some of the players that are currently on the squad. Yeah, and and, and again, I don't think we should be concerned about it because bottom line, um, it's about the team, right? And I think, yep. you know, I think there's a lot of, well, there's just a lot of ways to cut that conversation yep. because oh, big time. clearly they're going to see effort focus. Um, and if, if they're not giving their hundred percent effort, then I think they're going to say, great, well, you're not going to get playing time. You know what I mean? Yep. So, and again, uh, James has a video coming out. He's going to talk about, you know, getting under the cap. Um, I have a video of the six positions that we need to get. Uh, it's already recorded. I'll probably drop it tomorrow if no news comes out. And thank you so much, Tommy T. Appreciate you. Let's go. Yeah, and the whole thing too, LBC, um, with the cap, there is a lot of ways that we could find a way to save cap yeah. and also extend everybody and find a way to be able to push money around a little bit. But it's still a lot of kick the can down the road kind of situation. So um, 2025, we got plenty of money. We got plenty of money to work with and you could push money into next year. You could do void years, all these different things. I'm still once again trying to to analyze how I could put that video together and not sound like a dummy. Yeah, and that's a good point, dude, because you probably could kick kick the can down the road for one more year. Wow, there we go. That was great. Just hit my mic. <laughs> I just did it again. Wow. Good boy. <laughs> My gosh. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but, but bottom line is, you know, you can just kick the can down the road for one more year, run it back, just try yep. and make it work and, you know, see what happens. Get Mike Williams out there, you know, get some other guys, you know, but, but then it's tough. You're drafting all these guys or, you know, how's that going to play out? Right. So, yep. but again, 44 million over the cap is a lot, right? Corey Lindsay's going to say free up what 8 million. You probably let, um, man, there's a lot of numbers we could go through. I don't want to go through all of it. Yep. So, yeah, and JT Woods, you got to wonder. They kept calling it an illness, you know? Well, what kind of illness, dude? Like, like, what are you nope. talking about? Did, yeah. did he get the Rona? What happened there, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, you know, uh, but man, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Telesco, dude, he just, I don't know, man. 
he did yeah. not do a good job. Again, there's going to be a lot. We're going to we're going to talk about a lot too. And, and what about Dotson? Dotson didn't get any kind of you know playing time. Yeah, I, I, just stupid. Just stupid. Yeah. Well, well, guys, we've been talking quite a bit. I know we this is already an hour and a half long. So, James, maybe final thoughts on our new uh, GM here, and then uh, we'll wrap up. You know, and after the conference, I pretty much had a lot of my thoughts. But a big thing is, oh, we got a guy that's going to want to work with Jim Harbaugh and actually has worked a little bit and chatted with Jim Harbaugh quite a bit. So there is history already there. They understand each other quite a bit. And the big thing I love about this whole press conference and how Jim Harbaugh is bringing in his dudes, he's bringing in all his guys that he knows how to work with because the Spanos has allowed this to happen. They allowed Jim Harbaugh to say, hey, look, we need you to make sure you feel comfortable here and you want to stick around here with us, say, for the next 10 years. And I love seeing that, guys. Like, we have now a situation where we have a GM that looks like he's got the same idea as Jim Harbaugh, physical, fast, just an absolute intimidating base team when you come into SoFi and build a winner all around. Build a, a team that could be, for the long haul, a, a team that could go to the playoffs every single year a contender every single year. That's what you want. And we, I think we got a great, great core that we're building here with the Chargers. And Joe Ortiz is going to be a great part of this team. And I think is going to draft extremely well and pick the right players that fit extremely well for this team. So commonality, same mindset. We fence all day, every day with this team. And I am excited for this offseason. And I cannot wait for 2024. It's going to be fun, guys. Let's go. Let's it's go. It's going to be awesome. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this. Um, yeah, you know, everyone wants Bowers, um, Joalt. You know, there's all these conversations. I mean, every wide receiver. I mean, I'd love Marvin Harrison Jr. What if he's available? What if he slips to five? Crazy. I mean, you take Crazy. him. I mean, that guy's just a freak of nature. But here's my thing. The cool thing about Joe Ortiz and clearly Jim Harbaugh, he's happy with him. Uh, they have a good relationship. They've already outlined the relationship a lot. And bottom line, they're going to work well together. And that's great. They're going to make decisions together, which I think is exactly how it should be. So that's awesome. And at this point, you know, guys, we have every, th- think think of this as a GM and a head coach. You have every major position filled, quarterback, left tackle, yep. defense, edge rushers. You have everything that really matters, the hard portions of it. So for me, all you got to do is get the rest of the guys to elevate their level and just bring out the best from each one of them. Guys, again, we were one and nine, one and nine in one score games last season. You cannot tell me that Harbaugh and this coaching staff can't switch that to nine and one in one score game next season. With the schedule we have, guys, I'm telling you, I truly believe my prediction, we lose four or five games next next season and easily make the playoffs and we win the division. That's my prediction. Let's go. We got it. it. We got it. It's unbelievable, man. And, you know, you could even take it deeper from the one-score-based games. During Tom Telesco's era, it's well over 100-something games. I think it's like 109 games that were one-score-based type games. Now, one-score, not lost games, but just one-score-based games. So just going to last year, one and nine. We could flip that to nine and one in one-score games. Let us be the trendsetters, be the pacemakers, be the ones that you have to play our game. And I've been saying that for a very long time. And Jim Harbaugh talked about that in his conference. You be the ones that's the pacemaker here and be the ones that could actually be the team that bullies everybody else. And I think we got that chance with this coaching staff. I cannot wait, guys. It's exciting. We got ho- to host slap them, dude. We got to host slap them. We, we right. got to keep them checked. We bring the storm, baby. We bring the We're storm, bringing- baby. <laughs> Let's go. Oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing, guys. I'm excited. All right, guys. Well, we're the Bolt Bros. 
We'll see you guys in the next one. Let's go.